Good morning. So, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, we started off talking about the mission of God in the world and how when we go on mission, we do something in partnering with God and what he's already doing. And so today, with that in mind, want, I want to speak about justice. Um, but this is such a big um, area to think about, isn't it? It's such a challenge to us. So let's start by preparing ourselves in prayer. Lord Jesus, we know that you call us to live justly, to love mercy. And that that is how we walk with you. And pray that you would open our hearts and minds today to hear you whisper to us how you're calling us to live and where you would have us act. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so God is a God of justice. Um, Psalm 89 tells us that it's foundational to who God is. It says that um, it's the foundation of his throne, that he is righteous and just. So we know that this is a really important part of who God is and therefore of what he does. So I want us to explore justice and mission and how they hang together. And I think we can do this by asking ourselves five questions. Don't worry, none of the questions are going to take a million years to answer. Um, But I want us to think about what is justice? Why is justice important to God? How is justice mission? Who chooses what is just? And then what next? So to start with then, what is justice? Well, I have learned a lot about justice in the past few years because I have a child, and I'm going to leave you to guess which one, with a very strong inbuilt sense of justice. Most children have one, but this one is off the scale. And I can see my parents grinning because they know which one it is. Um, And from her tiniest days, she has been concerned with matters of justice. She's moved when she sees unfair treatment. And her catchphrase as she's grown up has become, how would you like it? (laughs) And whilst that can be challenging, I have no doubt that it is a God-given thing, that it will grow in her to become something of what God has made her to be. I think it's a prophetic trait in her and that it will play a hugely important part in who she grows up to be. See, most of us have an innate sense of what justice looks like, but it can become easily skewed by the brokenness of the world that we live in. So when we talk about biblical justice and justice as mission in particular, what do we understand that term to mean? Well, the Bible talks about two types of justice. The first being restorative justice and the second one, the way that we live justly in the world. 
Restorative justice is probably the one we're sort of familiar with, the thing that we think about when we think about justice, the sort of courtroom scene, people being weighed and measured, being found guilty and punished to restore a sense of justice in the situation. That kind of justice comes around as a response to our brokenness. It's the fact that we don't live justly that leads to the need for us to restore justice, to redress the balance of fairness. The Hebrew word for that kind of justice is mishpat, and it's a concept that God introduces in the law to give Israel a way to live in the brokenness of the world and fix it. To create healthy communities where everybody has the opportunity to thrive. There are laws about um, gleaning and jubilee and care for the most vulnerable, and they create a sense of equal and fair society. And they're distinctively God shaped ideas, they're fairly unique to Israel, these ideas of living in a way that leaves space for those who could be left behind. And then there's this other idea, this other word, tzedakah, and that's a way of living that is in itself just and righteous. It's how God instructs them to live. It's embedded in Jesus' command to love God and love our neighbour. And if we do this, we will live justly. That if we make this the way that we live our lives, we, we will automatically tend towards justice. And in making these things foundational to the way that God instructs his people to live, he embeds justice in the life of the nation and of his people, us, the church. And it reveals something about the importance of justice in the kingdom of heaven. So to understand why justice is so important to God, let's go back a minute to creation. So why is justice important to God? Well, Psalm 146, we've just heard it. It says, he is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. And he remains faithful forever. In Genesis, we see that God creates the world. He creates Adam and Eve, and he gives them a particular role in the care of creation, to rule over it and take care of it, and in his image, to sustain the justice of the world, treating it in a righteous and faithful way. God remains faithful to that part of himself that created creation in such a way that it should be cared for, that it should be well looked after. In declaring creation good, God is saying it deserves to be treated well. And he sets out the stall for the story of scripture, which is that restoration of creation to all that it was intended to be. So we talked um, a few weeks ago about this pattern of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. 
And we know that we need to work towards justice because we live in a broken world. We live in the part between redemption and restoration. We've been redeemed by Jesus. He has done what needs to be done for us to be reconciled to God. But the world is not back to how it was intended to be. And it's now in this period between redemption and restoration that we are recreated and we are called back into our original purpose to be carers of creation, to be those who lead in justice. And that's how God invites us into mission, to join with him in this journey towards restoration. One day he will come back and all things will be made new. But in the meantime, we live in this now and not yet of redemption and restoration. We are being restored and our job is to partner with God in the restoration of the world. Uh, so we've been off to a conference this week. We went to um, the New Wine Leaders Conference and um, there was a brilliant um, guy speaking called Glenn Packham and he um, speaks about justice. Uh, and, and I wanted to share with you something that he said. This is not from the conference, actually. This is from his blog. But it says, When a Christian talks about helping the poor and extending mercy to the helpless, he's not engaging in a public relations campaign. But he is reclaiming an image. She is not imposing her cultural values on another region of the world, but she's recovering the call to carry blessing to all people. For the Christian, justice and mercy are not fashionable ideas that can fuel a clever campaign and give our church a sense of purpose and a nice feeling of fulfilment. Carrying hope to the hopeless, being a blessing to all people, is our original design. A design that is now restored to us in Christ. See, it can be tempting for us to start to think about justice as something that we, we do, but it's part of us reclaiming who we are for us to live justly. So when we act justly in mission, it's not to attract somebody in, it's to express who God is and how he sees the creation in front of him, the thing that we are interacting with. And this passage, this um, Psalm 146, goes on to tell us how God goes about restoring justice. It says, he upholds the cause of the oppressed. He gives food to the hungry. He sets the prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind and lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner. He sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. Justice is literally what God is at work doing. He cares for the poor and the powerless, is a constant refrain of scripture. And therefore, the only way that we can partner with God in mission is to join in with that work. So justice is mission because it demonstrates 
the coming kingdom. It shows what God's order will look like. It partners with people of peace. The world is not empty of people who want to see justice, but it invites them to see the creator of justice. It speaks about the inherent worth of creation. It's the only way that we can partner with God who is just and kind, and it shapes our life. And not only that, but the Bible tells us that God opposes the proud, the oppressor, and those who take advantage of the vulnerable. So when we lose sight of our responsibility to be good news to people who need it, we actually start down the path of joining with the people who remove justice. When the world sees the church doing justice, it sees something of God's purpose and plans for creation. People are watching how we behave and whether they see justice or hypocrisy matters, doesn't it? But who chooses what is just? This is a huge challenge for us as the church because in our society, so much of what we believe is considered unjust. People think that the church is narrow-minded. They think it's better perhaps to just be a good person without the baggage of a religious belief system that maybe isn't always just and fair. Or they like to mix and match ideas and, and put them together with what it means to be just. So how do we address that as the church? Well, some of the things in the Bible horrify people as they struggle to come to terms with how God can be just and kind and these things can have happened. And that is an important question for us to be able to wrestle with when we talk about justice. But... The Good Samaritan is a brilliant example of how somebody outside of faith can be better at expressing justice and righteousness than those within it. People in that story become entangled in their own issues, their own beliefs and concerns, and it holds them back from justice. The church should be the most loving people in our community, but sometimes we are held back from expressing justice and worth because of something we believe or something we think. And I think the best way for us to overcome that is hidden in Scripture. Over and over again in Scripture, we find four groups who are specifically called to take good care of orphans, widows, the poor, and foreigners. When we act in the best interests of these groups, giving them special attention and care, no one is ever going to oppose that. Throughout history, these are the people who are the most vulnerable, the most marginalised. And so, whilst we do need to, to wrestle with those ethical issues those things that we believe that maybe don't seem fair and right, we can always hang on these things, these four groups of people who God clearly calls us to love and care for. 
I suppose what I'm saying is wrestle with those issues, but don't let them hold you back from doing something. In the Good Samaritan, those who pass by are the ones with their own agendas and they miss the opportunity to do the thing that's in front of them. So the what next is doing, do something. (laughs) There are opportunities to work for justice in front of each and every one of us and to live in a way that promotes justice. So what can you do if you want to take hold of this opportunity right now to live justly? Well, you might want to take a look at the Church of England's live Lent resources. And they are actually focused this year all around justice and around how we live justly in the world. There's 40 challenges of things you can do to live justly. You might want to partner with Compassion Acts, who offer support to those in our community who are struggling. They um, have a monthly prayer meeting. You, want, you might want to stand with them in prayer. You might want to volunteer with them. And there are loads of opportunities to do that. You might want to think about your money. So much of the instruction to Israel about justice is about what to do with your stuff and how to leave space for those who would easily be squeezed out. How can you use what you have to bring about justice? And then obviously across Europe right now, we're seeing ordinary people act with compassion towards refugees. How can we support them? How can we pray for them? How can we give to them so that God's justice is communicated in that situation? The opportunities to do justly are endless. But sometimes that can be a a problem because it can become overwhelming, can't it? I think the challenge here, rather than the challenge to find something, is the challenge to make space, to be ready and available, to leave some of your resources to one side so that you can be a blessing, to leave time in your schedule so that you can stop when you see someone in need. I suppose, finally, just to say that I think all mission flows out of prayer and worship. The beginning of our psalm talks about praising the Lord and goes on to recognise that God is just and kind and that he calls us to be the same. If you're struggling to find ways to live justly or you're struggling to let go of some of those resources, then what we need to do the most is find ourselves in God's presence because when we look at who God is, when we encounter who God is, we'll find that he is just and kind. And as we allow him to transform us, he will make us people who are just and kind like him. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to give ourselves again this morning to the work of justice. Lord, thank you that when you invite us to partner with you in mission, that it always means 
living justly, it always means reaching out to those who are vulnerable and needy. Thank you that you do care deeply about all of your creation. Thank you that you deem it good and worthy. Help us to be people who communicate that worth in the way that we act and speak and use our resources. Lord, would you draw us into deeper relationship with you so that we become aware of who you are and what you do. And would you lead us to live justly in the world. We ask in Jesus' name.